0: Thank you again for you know joining us. Well, I forget to tell you, um, Run, Listen, I I, t- I sort of dislike how people be like, oh, send me some questions so we could talk about. I'm like, bro, I want to keep you guessing, but I can certainly you know make sure you know what you're talking about.
1: Oh no, that's fine.
0: <laughs> of course. I well, mean,
1: I'm used to people switching it up anyway, so I no, mean.
0: We,
1: and like this, okay. So, no, I just wanted... Just a guide, so I won't be... No, I know. You know I just
0: was speaking in gender.
1: Completely thrown off. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: No, but, you know, we always have the call open and welcome to everything cool because you got, you know, the saying, no, whatever bottle you think it is, it's everything cool.
1: Oh, yes. I noticed that in the...
0: Yeah. Are You You had to do your little research before?
1: No, I watched the the clip with... um. The first clip that you had sent me with the guy, heavy sad guy.
0: Heavy sad guy. Yeah. how's are you talking about Reno?
1: No, 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 no. It was before that.
0: Heavy said guy. It he was heavy, man. Yeah, you're but talking about funny guy. Reno, yeah.
1: No, not the pizza guy. You mean Uncle Ruckus then? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruckus. Yeah ruckus, yeah, ruckus, man. But um
1: I made it through, but it was
0: <laughs> No you <laughs> It uh, wasn't
1: the first one I should've watched.
0: <laughs> but, yeah i mean the first one you gotta watch i guess i mean we have so much this episode right actually this episode sixty, oh, right. no 69
1: <laughs> <Yeah. Nice. laughs> actually is it episode 69 glad y'all find that funny yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah i think it's episode 69 you know i i was supposed actually I was supposed to have like a sex therapist or a sex expert for that episode but i was like nah um let me do that i mean uh no (laughs) it could be episode 69 or episode 70 yeah it actually is episode 69 but um welcome to everything cool yeah we don't want to do anything to scare your children that's the last thing we want to do we don't want to scare anybody the tourists come over the chill on the beach But they don't come over the hill where we sleep We got nightmares and they got fantasies No sanity is just insanity My mommy hoping nothing happens to me Okay. Just in case you didn't know. We always like to start off with a cold open. But welcome to Everything Cool. We back here again. And I might look like, you know, a billionaire that don't have no swag. I'll say what kind of watch this is later on. But this is a special watch. I can say it after later. I'm here with a special guest on the right of me. But first... You know, let me introduce myself. I'm Lord Jalen Willard, the Negus of Nassau, St. Anton Alexander, TB and the Goat. And I'm here joined by Party in the Backyard. But he don't have a mic today because right. BPL turned off the light.
1: BPL turned us off.
0: Okay. <laughs> he, he's here in spirit, everybody. He's here in spirit. So, you know, <laughs> you also have that back appliance. Right. And then we have my lovely guest on the right. Please introduce yourself, man.
1: So first off, I don't have a fancy name. Okay. All these long days I mean, you have
0: a fancy Come name. In. Well,
1: you're lucky I have my mic. <laughs> 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 you been like, I
0: follow Yeah.
1: But my name is Lakeisha Roll. That's a
0: fancy name.
1: Lakeisha Roll. And
0: this is not Lanisha Roll. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Don't,
1: don't mix it up. It's Lakeisha A-Roll.
0: Lakeisha A-Roll. Yes.
1: Okay. And um, I'm the CEO and founder of the Financial Academy. Mm. which is a company that specializes in financial education products for children, teens, and young adults.
0: Interesting, interesting, interesting. And Lakeisha Roll, not Lanisha Roll, <laughs> <laughs> on every segment of uh, Erin Cool, we have, it's called the payment word phrase or saying of the day. And we always give that one to talk, yes. We're putting you on a hot spot.
1: Oh wow. So I have to come up with a word?
0: Yeah. Phrase or saying of the day. Bahamian.
1: Mm-hmm. Vanda, what i thinking about, y'all already use.
0: No, what would are you thinking about?
1: The first thing that comes to mind is modest.
0: hmm It's very clever.
1: So I, I know I can't use that. Let me try and think of something else. Okay. Let's see.
0: Um See how colloquial you actually get. Cause it ain't gotta be a word. GURN. 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 Okay. The main word today is Gurn. <laughs> what does GURN mean for our international audience?
1: Gurn means uh, where are you going to? Are you are you going to a certain place? Mm. Or uh if that's either like now or later. So that's just a word of a way of saying going.
0: I right, Gurn foreign.
1: Right. Oh mm. uh, yeah. So traveling. Um, Man. on an airplane or you walking somewhere or taking a bus, it means going. Okay. yeah,
0: That's dope, that's dope, that's dope. See, quick, easy, and right to the point. You know, you could tell she's counting numbers by trying to make her, you know, describe <laughs> letters and things like that, switch <laughs> it up. But tell us, like, the beginning of, like, how you came up with the Financial Academy and then I could go into some real questions because, you know, we had a financial advisor on the show, like, beginning of last year before and I was in a different place and now I'm in a different place again. Okay. But tell us about the origins of the financial academy.
1: The financial academy started officially in November, 2019. Okay. That's when we were established. But prior to that, I found myself speaking to young persons and even persons a little bit older than me mm. about how to manage money. Okay. Now, of course at age somewhere around 20, 21, 22, I felt as if I thought they were playing with me. I, don't, I didn't take it seriously.
0: Who was playing um, with you?
1: Adults. Because I'm like, why are you asking me this question about how to manage your money?
0: Okay. I, I mean, was, that makes sense. I was
1: sense, just though. in my early 20s. So? And so I didn't feel qualified uh. to give that type of information. Um, but it was very helpful to them. And they kept coming back for more. And so I said, okay, this has something to do with purpose. And it wasn't until 2018 when I was invited to speak at a church event Mm. about financial management there again, for adults, Mm. I did the presentation. Mm. I was super nervous, Mm. but after that I got so many compliments and the people said, well, you didn't tell us your business name. I said, Oh, I don't have a business, but I will have one soon. And so about a year, within a year's time, the financial Academy was established. And, so that's basically how the company came into being and apart from that around the same time being in college well in college a lot of my parents were talking about how they want to live their best life and just spend all this money and you know have all these fancy stuff but they weren't really concerned about saving or budgeting they didn't even know what a financial goal was or why it was important and so hearing those conversations I was like you know Uh, financial education is something um, that needs to be talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not something that we were introduced to in high school or primary school or even college. We weren't introduced to that in college. And so this was something that was necessary. And I decided to establish the company to kind of fill in the gap between um, what is normally done and what should be done how you should manage your money the right way and instill those positive habits in children, especially I start from age eight with my workshops. And so this is something important for them. And we even know uh, locally, we have statistics that prove that financial education is important. Um. So a study conducted by the Central Bank, one in four Bahamians have less than 90 days worth of savings in an emergency fund. Nearly less than
0: what?
1: Less than 90 days worth Nine. of savings in how an emergency much fund. How much Bahamians? How much? One in four. I think
0: that's lower than that. and One in so, four is
1: well, it's 25. The, the research was nobody. published. So that's what the results says. So I have to go along the research. And in addition to that, um, another study conducted by the Central Bank said that um, this is a common one person to know, nearly 90% of payments have less than $5,000 in their bank account.
0: Yeah.
1: And so based on that, we can see how important it is to educate persons about financial literacy. But to start young, that's the most important thing.
0: Yeah, because I know it was we had a statistic too with the nine thousand five k. They were saying eighty percent don't have at least one k in their bank account. So I guess I mean that makes sense because you're going with a higher percentile scale. But um, a lot of times people attribute that to oh well we don't make enough money. But it's like um yeah we live in arguably one of the most expensive places to live on planet earth and <laughs> people don't believe that we do uh i think we we really spend consume a lot of stuff that we don't need and uh, overspend on lives la- just to be lavish and keep up with the joneses so and that brings me to my point the pan- well you started this in 2019 mm mm-hmm. And me being, you know, I was telling you uh, when we met up uh, a couple of weeks ago, like, you know, I started my financial literacy journey, like, 2017. So, when 2019 and 2019 came around, I was, I knew there was going to be some economic downturn, mm-hmm. because it was like, in 2019, the last one was in 2009, there's a downturn in the economy every seven to ten years, so it's like, when it about to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. And then COVID came, and then it yep. happened. And it's like, okay, I expected this, but um, I thought I was prepared for it. But, you know, going through, I mean, 2020 was cool because I was working hours. But when the water got cut off and I was unemployed for 2021, I mean, I was able to survive because what I had saved up. But by third, fourth quarter of 2021, before I got a new job, like everything was burnt out so and that's a lot of people um well mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of people they was finished from when the pandemic um the, started like the
1: first three months yeah yeah
0: but you know for those who could have sort of weather it out and sort of aim rebuild mode right now like what are some of the first steps that they need to do after you know um you they may or may not be financially literate but mm-hmm. they are in recovery mode right now mm-hmm. so what you would recommend
1: So the first thing I would say is to make a list of all of your expenses because that's very important. That's where your um, emergency fund comes in to help you if something like this would come up again. So the first thing is you have to know what you're spending money on um, and how often you're spending this money Hmm. because when it comes to that emergency fund that's supposed to hold you for a little while even though uh, people don't really plan for a 24-month pandemic, but the purpose of that emergency fund is to have points. something in your um, account to help you until you can get back on your feet. So you won't know how much that's supposed to be unless you make a note of your expenses. So um, how much do you spend on food? How much do you spend on gas? How much do you spend on your utilities? Um, and anything else that are important that comes um, under that listing, you have to itemize it and be very uh, honest with yourself. If you tell yourself that you spend... <laughs> Um, $300 on food, for example, on grocery, for example, mm-hmm. is that a realistic number? If you continue to put $300 in your emergency fund and at the end of the third month, you notice that this $300 is not cutting it, then you have to go back to the drawing board. So with all those numbers that you write down, you have to make sure that these are actually the accurate numbers because this fund is very important. This isn't just a fund that you're dumping money into just for the sake of it. It's something that helps you to survive. And so I would say if the person are recovering, that's the first step on the road to recovery. Make sure you are aware of all of your expenses. The second thing is once you've written all those things down, you have to now determine uh, where you're going to place this money and how, uh, how many months worth of this money that are you going to store up. Is it going to be three months, six months, 12 months? And then, then again, you have to do that calculation. Um, are you going to save it in... Um, a bank account? Are you going to save it in a credit union account? Where are you going to keep this money? Some persons don't like to have um access to their money, to their emergency fund because they have to, they feel like they're going to be tempted to spend it. So determine where you can put your money that you won't be tempted to take it out once you see that balance growing. And the third thing, I think I would say when it comes to persons who are recovering, is to be um be committed to that process. Um, it's not an overnight thing. So ideally, you would want to start off with anywhere between 750 and about $1,500 in your starter emergency fund just to kind of get yourself um, started. And after that, you want to build up to a certain amount of months um, and continue doing that.
0: So when you say months, because I know most people would recommend a certain figure. So some people start, I say start up, okay, you know, make sure. Before you start, like, saving and investing in things, make sure you have at least two grand in your emergency fund. And then, you know, I heard my aunt, who's a, uh, um, what an energy position is. She is a human resources director. She would say, "Yo, have 10000 as in your emergency fund. Like, you know, once you get that ten k, put it somewhere, don't touch it, or whatever. And then you can sort of focus on everything. And then you only really, really dip into it when it's an emergency, you don't touch it for nothing else. So um, when, when you say months, what mm-hmm. exactly do you mean? Like, break that down.
1: So in terms of the $10,000 example, it really depends on, like I said, what your monthly, your basic uh, monthly expenses are. Okay. So for someone whose monthly expenses may be five grand, that will not carry them for three months for a minimum of three months. Mm. So it, it actually depends on the person.
0: So you're saying emergency funds should be based on your monthly expenditure and not just a particular number?
1: Correct. Okay. Yeah. So that's what it should be on. Um, and that's why you have to write it down to know what it is. Because mm. you can go ahead and say, oh, I have five grand, I good. No, you may not be good. You have to know what you're spending. And in in uh, in addition to that, you also have to write down the debt that you have outstanding Because all companies, all financial institutions may not be gracious to you Mm -hmm. and interested in working out a plan to repay your debt. They still want their money every month, whether you're working or not. So technically, that would still be a part of your monthly expenses when you really look at it.
0: Okay, so... You stumped me a little bit. So, okay, I'm going to build out another scenario. So I have, let's say I have some consumer credit card debt. Uh, well, it can be two questions, but I'm going to start with this one first. I have consumer credit card debt. I rebuild more because I exhausted all my savings and I had to use the credit card. Okay. So should I focus on paying down a credit card first or should I focus on building the emergency fund first?
1: So you actually can do both simultaneously. Um, something that I recommend to clients. Mm. If you have more than one credit card outstanding debt outstanding then you have to figure out what's your strategy to repay that those those balances so what you want to do is while you're getting your savings account off the ground you want to also maybe look at the credit card with the smallest balance try to get that paid off first within a couple of months however many months you decide and just build on it from there so don't try to pay repay everything off at the same time you have to take it in stages because at the same time you're still trying to save you're still trying to grow your emergency fund so maybe um, 20%, well, between 5 and 10% you can start off with if you want to put aside the save, but you also want to take care of your obligations as well when it comes to debt.
0: Okay. So you're saying, it's basically in the next year, you're saying uh, you building your emergency fund shouldn't be like a one-time thing. It should be a continuous
1: thing. Con- yeah. Continuous. Okay. Because,
0: you know, that sort of leads me to, um, a rule i hold near and dear to my heart the 50 30 20 rule i love that rule which is like you left off for 50 percent of your yeah you live off 50 percent of your income you save 30 and you invest 20. so what i did since 2017 was the 20 i always looked at as okay i'm gonna touch this I can put this away and this was somewhat emergency slash investment type of thing
1: yeah so that's what it is yeah emergency savings investment
0: yeah. yeah and the, the 30 i just use to invest into my active income like where i needed to buy equipment um do this do that do that and then the 50 is like oh that's just builds or whatever
1: right and correct. Then,
0: you know sometimes the fifty sort of bleed into the thirty and back and forth, right, yeah,
1: so, we need so to adjust but you know it.
0: that twenty I never touched that like you know, that's what helped me through the uh, after like not being um employed for almost a year, and having an active income that sort of hold me a little bit, you know, right, so um so expand on the the whole rule for me and how you could sort of use that to recover.
1: Right, so the rule is called the 50 30 20 budgeting rule. And basically, this rule is a guideline. It's nothing hard and fast that you need to stick to. It's just helping persons out um, if budgeting is new to you or if you're struggling with it. So it basically helps you to figure out um, what percentage of your income should go towards different things. For example, 50%, like you mentioned, it goes towards. Paying bills. So that would be your needs. So those are things that are absolutely important. The things you cannot do without, you have to take care of these things first. So that would be things like um, the utility bills, grocery store, um, transportation, however it is that you get around, and also shelter. So whether that's rent or mortgage payments. So you want to include all those stuff in that 50% category. Um, When it comes to the 30%, that's where your wants come in. As you mentioned, you use that for investing in your business. Mm. And so if you have to forego your wants to um, invest in equipment, go ahead and do it. No, but you don't have- But that's a
0: want too. Because I want to make more, put money into something I can make more money out of.
1: It's a want, but it's more an investment than it is a pure want. Like for example, Mm. a want to be something you, you desire to have. It's nice, but you don't really need it. Or some people will consider that as vacation or fine dining or shopping, things like that. Fun things.
0: So you gonna put fine dining and vacationing in the fifty? Because I that's how I be thinking about it.
1: I mean, if it's your if, if that's your need, then yeah, it would fall under your fifty percent. Yeah, because that's how I think about it. Because I think like when it
0: comes to, because I don't like to spend. I'm a simple mind. I don't like to just be splurging money. Like if I buying something, it's because I need it or whatever. Or if it's something to enjoy. I always thinking about how this can benefit me. If it can help me to relax, it can help me, okay, I can use this to do this. Like, that's how I think. Okay. Or, like, even when it goes to like going out and enjoying people, I'm like, all right, I need balance. I've been working. I need this to get inspired and chill out, blah, 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 blah. Or, like, yeah. And, I mean, the needs is, okay, well, my God get done. Sometimes the car costs more than what you have to do to fit this. You have to dip out, change this, change that, but I need that car to go make money.
1: Right. Right. I don't,
0: but for me, how I be viewing things, I be like, bro, I doing the stuff because either it's going to help me make money directly or indirectly. Right. Or help, so, like help me be comfortable or be in the best mind state. So maybe I may need to go to the chiropractor or go to the spa so I can be refreshed or, you know, But I think all that is essential for me. I don't think that's just a frivolous one.
1: Right. So. The important thing is that you are including it in your budget. Hmm. So, wherever you're putting it, it's in there, it's accounted for. Um, Another thing, too, uh, the 20% would be, like you mentioned, saving, investing, emergency fund. Hmm. So, the 20% would not be something that you touch because it's basically for your financial future. Yeah. Excuse me. It's basically um, for your future. So you should not ever go into um, saving or investing with the mindset that this is something that I'm going to immediately withdraw because you want to keep that there for mm. a period of time. And so when you mentioned the 20% help you, it also helped me when I left my job last year in May before really, really getting things started with the Financial Academy um, officially as an entrepreneur. And I saw the benefit of it. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I think people need to take more seriously and not just save when something is coming up. So if your birthday is coming up, if you want to travel, you know, you have to save up for your ticket uh, for your hotel to rent the car. But what about things that you don't expect? So some people did not even have a savings before the pandemic hit. And then they and understood. Did, didn't it? And then they understood the importance People just starting to un- understand the importance
0: of having multiple streams of income.
1: That's a great point.
0: And that's what it goes into
1: I didn't understand that until two years ago.
0: Wow. What yeah. you mean you didn't understand? I
1: didn't understand. for good- me, that was never a thing.
0: So how I you- never thought about so, so you always before you became I mean, I I mean even really before I was financially literate, I just just like I mean I, it- I always
1: save, I have my mutual funds going, uh-huh. all that stuff. But I never thought that
0: you need it. I never thought. I saw. It. That I realized that from the last recession, and just when you know, um, I think that really set home for me when I realized you couldn't make enough money just from working one job, and some people just want to. Oh, I'm gonna work all a hard, but I'm like, bro, we we, we going into a future now. Mm-hmm. That if you ain't have at least maybe two to three pot. Um, active in ways of making money and multiple other passive ways, like you're going to be screwed because you banking on this one thing that you're going to clock in and you feel like... Because even even in my mind now, I'm like, even though I work a 40-hour job, I could be like, bro, I got all this time. I, what would y'all just be doing with all the rest of this time? We have 160 hours in a week. Um, 40 hours, you going to work. I forget where the percentage was uh, 8 times 7 is what?
1: 42?
0: You, that's another 42 hours you're sleeping. What you doing with the rest of the hours? You have at least 3 days where the hours you could be doing something productive, bro. And it's like, you ready, and I already subtracted work on sleep. And I'm like, I can't just be sitting there. I have to be doing something active. So, that's very interesting that you say you never thought about that. So, you just mm-hmm. thought you was gonna, hey, work and then, are you straight
1: basically mm. yeah no what i would say is i wasn't unproductive mm. during all those years so i've always been studying for an exam just trying to get that promotion going to the next level and
0: but still so linear one stream because you're just trying to get to right. the highest point of that one you know moment. yeah so
1: so that was my plan and like i said um i had mutual funds mm. saving all that good stuff emergency fund well that and wasn't so, one
0: stream of income and you had a mutual fund you were still making. and possibly, so you know
1: i was but it was in a company pension
0: okay, fund. okay yeah so
1: it wasn't something that i had easy access to but but no it wasn't a thought to say you know what i need multiple streams of income so it was not until i was sitting on a job that when i started to get frustrated I knew that wasn't the answer, and I said it has to be another way, and so I started thinking about other streams of income, of course, um, and then that would that was um, that wasn't the original idea behind st- starting uh, TFA, but it was a thought, and I realize now how it's important for that. Yeah, so I teach the children about earning additional income as well because mm. that's something they need to learn. They don't need to grow up like people like me <laughs> who wasn't thinking about that mm-hmm. um, at their age, especially. And so, yeah, it's really, it's really important. So you weren't, we weren't made. I'm um, understanding now, we weren't made to live off of just that one source.
0: Indeed. So we about to take a quick commercial break, and we are gonna come back when I ask Miss LaKeisha Roll, "How do I become a multimillionaire We'll be back on everything cool. to be in a relationship with someone she's a therapist and i was like i feel like you should be completely healed and she's like no you should your relationship <laughs> to where you and that person growing so you could heal halfway heal while you're nah, in a relationship I don't agree with that. yeah i didn't agree with that too so don't
1: come to me halfway because no. I i ain't taking that on um I
0: mean, cool. yeah tomorrow gonna be good too <laughs>
1: Nah, I'm not thinking. that. But it. like, I
0: understood her reasoning. But I don't know how I feel about taking someone burden on. Yeah, because I didn't want to do it when I was in myself or whatever. And yeah, so we're back. We're gonna keep that last tidbit in. <laughs> so, how do I become a multi-millionaire in the Bahamas?
1: Okay, so I want to take this question from two angles. The right. first one would probably not be anything that you expect me to say. All right, go ahead. I would say reading.
0: Okay. Reading. Of course, I
1: mean, that's the...
0: so you have to learn how to do it, so...
1: Right, but some person just want to get straight there.
0: Yeah, but that's the ones who are always trying to shortcut and trying to find a quick fix for everything. Right. I think everything comes overnight when it doesn't. Like, you know, just like how a seed... You take a seed in a planet and over years a tree grow, like mango trees and coconut trees, they don't just pop of the ground and start bearing right. fruit. That's a whole year's process, but you get to enjoy the fruits you a label a year's later. And that's just how money works.
1: Right. It does. Yeah. Um, so in addition to reading, I think you have to just be healthy. Like have that healthy mindset, that positive mindset, um, exercising, all that physical stuff. Um, and yeah, so reading research is good. Mm. So you have to know what's out there, what are the risks associated with what's out there and knowing your uh, risk tolerance. So basically you just knowing how much risk you are able to take at a certain time, um, at a certain point based on your financial situation because you want you to you may want to go out there and invest in something that is super risky, but your income may not allow you to do that right now. You may not be able to take on something that's very risky. We mm. have to start off with a little conservative first, mm. um, but definitely locally, we have um, lots of investment opportunities that um, persons can't participate in. Mm-hmm. So I've heard people say, well, you have for me to invest in, but that's not true. Um, so you have something that's called BGRS or Bahamas Government Registered Stock.
0: Okay, like and, the, the government bonds.
1: Right, government mm. bonds. So issued by the central bank in a few months Um, You'll have to go to a broker dealer to do that and not going directly to the central bank anymore.
0: uh, I read about that because they um, either central bank sent me it or yeah, so central bank sent it out to person too. Yeah, I I read it. And I was like, so because I know you could directly do it. And I had a mutual fund at Leno a shout at Leno. I need to bring some more money to you. (laughs) Um, And they would be like, oh, you could purchase it through us, but you have to do blah, 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 blah. But like you know, shout out Buford, the you know the shadow hand, everything I do. Like twenty twenty August, he was like, bro, the central bank offering bonds, and we bought some. I Mm -hmm. bought some then, and like you know, fill out the paperwork, da 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 da, blah 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 blah. Cool. And I know, Mister Mister, I think what is the first name is, last name is, but President Leno, I, I forget your name. He was like, you could buy the bonds to us and then you 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 know just have it a part of your portfolio so you know so i guess like the central bank was saying uh it's because they want to meet global standards they wanted you to go through brokers which is like agencies like leno and right those to you know for them to get the bonds for you and things like that so what like and I wanted to ask you about that, but now that we are, we get into that a little bit. So mm-hmm. what would you think made them sort of make that transition?
1: As they said, um, global standards. Okay. And so, um, you know, we want to be on the same level or, you know, as close as we can with other countries and the way they do business. And so they don't
0: do business where people could actually just connect with the What?
1: Well, I'm not able to answer that question. Okay. But I guess, too, they wanted to make it... Um, a point where persons who already have those portfolios set up with different companies are just able to purchase it straight from there, as opposed to going through the central bank. And the central bank is also a regulator. So they have so much things on their plate that they could just push that over to the registered broker dealers that they already have um, available. And so I guess that would be the reason why they decide to do it that way i mean so, when i saw it i was like man
0: yeah because I, mean, I was like so y'all gonna stop announcing public offerings and just
1: so it'll still be announced but you'll have to purchase it through one of those agencies as opposed to directly going on the website submitting your application form mm-hmm. and communicating with with them
0: hey leno that's Ms. what it
1: that's what it the like the president
0: i'm Miss small because my my pa been calling y'all lately i'm about to see y'all soon
1: I also Just have a, a mutual fund at
0: Yeah, Mister. I keep on forgetting his name, and I, it's I at the tip of my
1: tongue, but I I can't yeah. remember either. It's right there.
0: Yeah, I can. It can drop my hand. But if you see this, y'all gonna see me soon. I gonna walk up in the office. I would be like, it's me back after three years. You know, your prodigal son.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but okay, so you have. You know, government bonds. What are some of the other instruments?
1: Uh, like we we spoke about just now, mutual funds. Okay. So mutual mutual funds consist of it can consist of um those fixed deposit securities, also the government bonds, bonds of other companies. Mm. You also have equity or common stock. Um, so you can also purchase a mutual fund that has like all of those things jumble up in it. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to go ahead and purchase them individually on your own.
0: Like a uh, um, I feel what's it called in the U.S. The it's not S.P. something. Uh, it's the, the words slip in my mind but it's basically you could pur- you could purchase a stock where encompasses a bunch of companies and mm-hmm. is a um, low risk uh, right so yeah. they have
1: different risk levels yeah so you have low risk medium risk and high risk mm.
0: right okay and then because people be like okay well business don't really move that's the trading market for the Bahamas I think they're trying to make steps in order to make business a little bit viable
1: well I must say that mm-hmm. um their platform has really improved over the years. Okay. Based on um the information that I research there, download. And it the information is presented in a way that is easy to read. Um and basically if you have any questions, you can just give them a call. So they have all the companies that are publicly um listed and traded, along with their share price, their market value, um, dividend yields, all those different stuff. And I think it's it's great. Um, how the information is there on their website, and also you get to see the performance of all of the companies. The annual reports are there, and so I mean it's all about doing your research and asking the questions. At the end of the day,
0: so you think it's more because like I was been told for a long time, Bixx like you know it doesn't really go up, so it's better to just hop on when companies do an IPO, and just get it like that versus trying to trade through Bixx. What what's your thoughts on that
1: well you can also go through um a, an uh organization that's called the Bahamas central securities depository mm. or the BCSD. so they're also um register and transfer agents where you can uh buy and sell shares okay um so that's another option or you can also purchase like when you said when the company just has the ipo you go ahead and you purchase shares that way
0: yeah because i that's why i had the whole 20 percent too because i was like I know some of these Bahamian companies. Y'all in the red now. If it was in the pandemic, <laughs> you might have been closer to the block, but you was in the red. And I was like, I waiting. I and it's this little company that sit up on a mountain top. I like waiting for y'all, Because I know it, it ain't gonna be right now. But like you know, next three four years, y'all get close and y'all do little partnerships with different TV station thing. And y'all ins like I know exactly what y'all was doing four years ago. But you know the little pony ruined things, but you know I was like I waiting for them, and then you know you have we companies like Awak X that came along that mm-hmm. do more sort of crowdfunding.
1: Right. Yeah. So you have um those as well, and you also have um their, their platform mm. where you just go you register and you take part in the crowdfunding.
0: Yeah, and then you know they have a certain a lot of shares and certain companies that they're trying to bring into play. Right. So like you know, um. And then obviously you have real estate, which, you know, I know certain mutual funds have that option to where when they purchase properties and things like that, you have some equity inside of those deals. Uh, and then, you know, shout out to Matt. you know, we had a realtor on like two months ago. and He,
1: I, he actually came to mind. Name. Yeah, because he comes on um lectures for some of the courses that I teach. Okay. Yeah, One Oak Bahamas, right?
0: Yep. Weshadow, One Oak Bahamas crossover. But yeah, when my broke down, like, you know, real estate is just a very expensive game to get into. So I always would save real estate for last and, you know, having strategy with, you know, selecting in that market. So, you know, you have real estate where, you know, long-term investments and you have a certain amount of units, blah, 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 blah. Y'all just watch it. We can link it right there. Watch that episode on real um everything real estate in the Bahamas with mine. And then, you know, last but not least, you off the new age investment instruments. Cryptocurrency, which has been like a buzzword the last, I'll say, well, recently in 2021, going in 2022, but it had a big boom in 2017 as well, in which I, you know, bought some, um, crypto around that time, and then you know the new, you know non-refundable tokens, NFTs, and uh, um, things like that. What you, was your opinion on the whole like you know digital currency thing?
1: Right. So <clears throat> digital currency, it's definitely the way forward. Hmm. And when it comes to that, because things are still a bit up in the air, you know, persons aren't one hundred percent comfortable with. Yeah, because they going don't know on. if
0: they're gonna bubble. Yeah, basically.
1: Well, like anything. Yeah. Um, I' just that it's new, and everything that's new, you have more uncertainty attached to it. Mm. Um, but when it comes to the whole um nFTs thing that's definitely what everyone's talking about right now, i I'm still trying to understand it. so, so am I So know. basically, what I've gotten from it so far is that it's a non-fungible token. That
0: fungible, yeah, fungible token. That I um, said refundable. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> non-fungible.
1: <laughs> that allows you to purchase
0: mm-hmm.
1: um a certificate more like of authenticity to say you own this.
0: Yeah, like the masters for music or whatever.
1: And so um when it comes to I think like sports.
0: Hold on, let's pause real quick. <laughs> like <Light> to <it.
1: laughs>
0: that's why sometimes I just like to plug these in banks to BPL non-fungible tokens non-fungible tokens non-fungible tokens non-fungible tokens non-fungible tokens non-fungible tokens tokens, tokens, non-fungible tokens Non-fungible tokens. Not that the lightest fire corn. So where would you... Where you the left I of? started
1: to say um, something about art.
0: Yeah, the art, the, the certificate. And it's almost like I was going to say, oh, right. it's like my, having masters in music or having a copyright.
1: Yeah, so that's yeah. what I, I found it to be similar to copywriting. So that's another reason why I didn't fully understand it because if you copyright something, you trademark it, it's already yours. So where does the NFT come in?
0: No, because they basically saying they are selling the rights or having some agreement to where you would own the rights to the art.
1: But then it's also attached to like digital products and art and stuff like yeah. And I was watching a video where <clears throat> this this guy, a few months ago, he. Got a certificate for his fart, like it was just so.
0: Yeah, you could sell stupid. anything as an NFT. It
1: was so dumb.
0: Like we could sell this as an NFT, or like a picture of this as an NFT, um, this wall as an NFT, maybe a podcast never seen a light as an NFT.
1: So it's just a way of
0: it's just Macy monetizing IP intellectual property, monetize,
1: right? So that's so that, so. Yeah. so so that's what it is. So I guess it makes it easier for persons to buy and sell those types of things in that yeah. environment.
0: And how it's digital, you could sell anything.
1: Literally anything. Like
0: if I wanted to fart and sell <laughs> the uh, the sound as an NFT, I could do that.
1: And the um yeah, and those little images and stuff, those memes and all of that stuff. Yeah. So persons are doing that as well.
0: So, you know. But yeah, because I it was like, wait, this almost it basically NFT is like selling fine art. Like, you know, uh, it's a whole, like, you don't just sell a painting. It's a whole paperwork process and mm-hmm. things like that that goes along with that. Right. So, um, so it's basically, like, that. I'm still trying to understand, you know, because they changed a lot since 2017 when I was really heavier into it. So, like, you know, the blockchain and whether, um, you know, Ethereum blockchain or this blockchain and using the different wallets and things like that. So, you know, it's a slow process, but... I just found myself, I was like, I really can't go too hard into this. Because I was I trying to dig myself out of financials? I can't even think about investing in things. So I need to get out of this little bit of debt, You know, get back to certain things, maintain. And then the first step is reinvesting into my active incomes. And then I could go back into thinking, how do I possibly invest?
1: And rebuilding emergency fund too. That too. I mean, I got it up. That is important before you invest in anything. Yeah
0: because i got my emergency up back to like the two or whatever but i know i need this and continuously right right you know where it was 2019 because i was telling people like i could have put down for like a a, a nice car like if the pandemic didn't happen mm-hmm. and by like mid 2020 i could have put down for a house by then but you know that happened and whew. so you know
1: but at least you had it
0: yeah and i know how to get it back and Get it back quicker this time, so, so we talk about all the financial instruments and things like that, and this might be big talk for people that can't really understand these things, such as investment instruments and you know diversification of portfolio and th- this fancy talk that we talking about. So now I think some some where people can sort of grasp a little bit is you know we talk about. Falling on the budget? Like, you know, living on the budget? Like, what was your some quick tips be, besides, like, the 50-30-20 rule? All
1: right.
0: What are some of your quick tips of living on a budget? Like, what small things people could do to sort of, you know, if they make, let's say they make minimum, let's say they make two ten a week. How you make that two ten a week scratch?
1: So, first of all, you mm-hmm. have persons who are predominantly savers. And those who are predominantly spenders. Mm. If you are a major spender, you have to decide where you can curb that spending. Mm. If you know you're only making $210 a week and you're trying to make it stretch, mm. you need to go ahead and figure out how can I really make this stretch? Okay. What, is it, what is important to you? What are you spending things on that are important? And what are you spending things on that are not important? Mm. What percentage of your income are you trying to save? If any at all. So that's where you have to start, even if it's only 5%. Take that 5% out first and see if you can manage on the rest. I know we spoke about, you know, the investments and all that stuff. You mm-hmm. may not be able to do that right then, but at least let's say, for example, if you save 5% of your income for a certain amount of months mm-hmm. and you decide that you want to go to the credit union and open a fixed deposit account, mm-hmm. you can go there, leave that money there and you've earned interest over a period of time. Mm-hmm. That's a That's a very simple way. That you can actually make that money stretch, and you don't have easy access to it, if you are a spender.
0: Okay, so because I always just feel like it's it's been always a conversation that we everybody always say we need to raise minimum wage, right? Right. And I never really pushed back on that, but I was like, people. I don't think people understand why they don't raise minimum wage. Because I always was you like, and I, and I saw, you know, I was watching some videos with some other like financial experts and it was like, you know, when you raise minimum wage, that means if it's the minimum wage, other people's wages go up. And what companies would start doing is downsizing, making things more automated. So yeah, we have higher wages, but less people are going to be working. Right. Correct. So, you know, and I, I was like, I don't think massively a lot of people don't realize that because if you... Because as a company, yeah, they 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 incentivize to keep two ten a week because that's in budget. That's why it's hard for people to get raises and promotions unless they significantly impact that the um, the company's bottom line. And even then, you can't even like you know. So, um, so with the two ten, I always say to people, okay, if you're making two ten, come like let's say you didn't go to college. And you're making two ten straight out of high school. The first probably five years, you might think, okay, I should either think about how I could sort of upskill. So maybe I need to go to school, or if I'm depending on what kind of work I'm doing, mm-hmm. figure out other ways that I should make money. So maybe I need to get a second job, right? Because again, going back to after you then put in the forty hours of sleep and the other forty hours, uh. Well, forty hours of work, that's eighty hours. You have 168 hours per week. That's you still have one hundred twenty hours left. You almost have three days without. Was it three? Right? It's some number, but I, we got added up somewhere. But but a li- literally, you have a bunch of time that you could do something else instead of just sitting on chilling or whatever.
1: Yeah, like. you could learn a trade, learn a skill. Yeah. Um, even if you just enroll in classes online. Those free courses, they still have valuable information attached to it. Mm. And Nobody would ever know that the course was free unless you tell them. Um, and now you have access to uh, free education at our mm. um, vocational school. Yeah. So you can go ahead and learn a trade. Even if even if you um, just have free time, you don't feel like you need to do something, just go and check it out for a couple of weeks. you learn something. And before you know it, there may be a demand for that. And you can start making some extra money on the side.
0: Exactly. Or just as simple as for men, um, learn how to be a barber just when you in the teenager and then right. transition. Women learn how to braid hair and do nails, little little things like that, you know.
1: They, they or, sound little, but it adds up. Yeah. And some of those persons make some good chunk of money and you would be surprised.
0: Why do you think we have this high expectation to be so much financially stable in a certain kind of place before 25?
1: You meant generally? Yeah. Um, I think because it's something about when you turn 30. And so within, <laughs> within that period, you're trying to make sure you in this certain financial place. So you mm. feel a certain way about yourself. You feel like
0: you actually Like an adult, adult right? Yeah.
1: So adulting will still be happening, but you feel like, hey, I have arrived. Or like I reached this point and I could, I could stand on my own type of thing. Uh, for me, I never really had an age um I had a value attached to it so I knew mm-hmm. um at the end of however many years I wanted to have this much money in my savings account you know to prepare to have that down for a home or whatever else I wanted to do mm-hmm. uh take my vacations mm-hmm. so those sort of stuff but I think somewhere between 25 and 30 you want to feel um comfortable and that you're able to to spend money without feeling guilty for it
0: that's true cuz you know what I most people like you know between eighteen and twenty five. Most of the times, there's a desire to go to school, and if you can't go to school, they just be on a job, just trying to get by. But then that's why I don't understand the whole. I mean, and then again, I I have to you know check myself. because I'm like you know when I make this point, I'm talking from a place of privilege. Okay. To where I'd be like, okay, you complain about two ten, but it's like that's basically beginner level whatever if you why you still if you was making 210 when you was 17 18 why you still making that same thing at 30 but you know understanding okay well most people ain't that skilled and know how that work experience where they leveled up and learned along the way and things of that nature right or you know didn't take initiative to do certain things to where they got a lot of different very work experience for a 10 year time and did these things so you know um so, because, like, people often say, well, you can't live off a of minimum wage. You can't, you can't expect grown people to live off a of 210. So, if you are 210, how are you going to make that stress? So, how would you live? What would you eat? What would your, your daily life be like?
1: So, on top of that, realistically, mm. if, if your expenses are 200, mm. then you'll only be left with $10 a week. That's the reality of it. So, this is why... Um, supplementing that sort of income is important that's the only way you can make it you cannot wait on the government to increase minimum wage for you to live a better life so you have to decide what it is that you can do for yourself hmm. if all of your needs total $200 then you have no room to do anything else
0: so that means you have to take something off that $200 that you know
1: well some persons have, have children they have to support and so this this 210 is really tight so this is why another sauce is important because you have no wiggle room to do anything you can't even do nothing for yourself yeah and so this is why um i i truly believe that there is something inside of everyone that they can do to make money that i i feel that way and so um that's where purpose comes in so what is your purpose what can i do to make money what am i very good at what is not going to require me um so have this huge amount of startup capital in mm. order to get this thing started. So use what's in your hand. So that's what I, I, I like to tell people as well. And that's that can be a step forward.
0: Yeah, because me and my boy Julio always talk about how Bane was just living to get by. Like he's slaving the work, doing the same thing over and over again, complaining about or i can't have this or i can't have that and eventually people always end up taking out loans for things
1: right that's and the that, first thing that's their go-to option
0: yeah because they're like okay i can't make this amount from the job okay i need some money to, you know get me a car and then pay off the loan some way eventually but then i still want to drink rum and tiktok on the weekend so you know um uh, so, yeah, like, because I always say, you know, I'm being financially literate, I love that you're teaching it at, what's the, what's the youngest age students that you
1: teach? Eight, age eight.
0: Okay, yeah. age eight. That, you know, you have to be financially literate. We had programs, you know, you don't get them until, like, later on in high school, like J, or whatever, when you learn how to start a business. But I think instilling that into children at a young age, you start to realize what actually money is. Not how money just solely works, but you how your money can work for you.
1: Exactly. So, yeah.
0: like you know, like I said before, I don't see that thirty percent as once. I be I only spending money on things that can help me. I ain't just spending just as. swipe maybe, maybe you know, might be out, be out. We 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 catching the vibe or whatever, and I'd be like, man, well, I just feel like you know, whatever the bill is, swipe, or whatever. So a few of those days. Yeah, so do I'm like, I you know, you, are, you have a balance, but I'm saying like, you know, but just majority of the times is always okay. While I need swiping casually because I don't do this often. Mm-hmm. Because most of the times it's always hard and Sometimes you just have to let your hair down. And speaking on that, so living expenses. So how do you date on a budget? Not a charity. with it's always is a money thing. <laughs> I, think, I think people's expectations sort of lowered over the pandemic because the first thing I was saying during the pandemic is you can't have these hyper experts. All us at the bottom, all us, you know, barely touching the back. I ain't got no savings. You ain't got no savings. All of us been out of the work. <laughs> so how do you expect me? I ain't in the same part as you. Everything get reset, the big reset. I mean, you made me can't really say that now because everybody started slowly going back to work, and most people in recovery mode who wasn't, right. you know, but it's even still, now it's like, uh, uh <laughs> we can't take that big trip right now. I I just started working two months ago after being off from work for March 2020, you know. Right. Right. So, um, what you got to say? That how do you date on a budget?
1: Post pandemic. Well, actually, we're still in the pandemic. But uh, for reasons of recovery. recovering, mm. I would say set up a Zoom meeting. Just joking. Set up a Zoom meeting. <laughs> Just joking. Um, no, but for real, though, you have to be realistic with where you are financially. Mm. Can you afford to do this right now if you want to do something nice? And then that also depends on the places that you want to go. Mm. What do you want to eat? What is it that you want to do? How much money do you need in your budget to really pull this date off? So you don't have to spend lots of money. We know during the pandemic everyone had to scale back.
0: What do you mean everybody had to scale back? They ain't had nothing. You had
1: to scale back. Well, in terms <laughs> of, there was no entertainment wasn't a thing. We were on lockdown.
0: Yeah, I mean you had entertainment. I I had. <laughs>
1: well, we had we had like online stuff.
0: Yeah, and I heard someone a business owner that says he was doing house deliveries for certain items, and it was booming in the pandemic. I won't say what those items are. But you know, um yeah. People have to entertain themselves.
1: Well, that's not why I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) But um I would say you have to take it small you have to take small steps. Okay. But I think communication is where that comes into. So if you want to take someone out, you have to find out where their mind is. Mm. You have to find out the type of person they are because the things they may want to go to um the place all the way out west, close by the gates. I mean, you know.
0: I bet the so, thing is yeah. <laughs> So you have
1: to know what our mindset is first before you even get into this. Or oh, they might
0: want Airbnb on the weekends. Like how people lose to
1: so you, you have to you have to be realistic with what you can afford financially uh-huh. and what they what their expectations are.
0: Okay, so like what my boy Jay said last year, you gotta sharpen in your own district. Know your limitations.
1: Right. Right. Yeah,
0: you know, because
1: you have to be very upfront. Okay, so where do you like to go on a typical date?
0: Alright, sometimes you gotta just read people energy, especially men, you and one. Oh, it was I like, I tired of hearing men complain about how women want this and that. And it's like bro, if you can't do it, bro just bow, like you know, hurt hurts. Right, right. That but I ain't on that running spending all that money because I got things to do, right?
1: Well that's fine, and you have to like be careful. You know, yeah. not try to, not to try to impress that other person knowing that it hard, it's hard for you. Yeah. it that, that doesn't make sense.
0: See, I might look pop down, right? But I really pop down for real <laughs> or whatever. Like, yeah, this, I dress in like a rich billionaire, but this is how I normally dress. I ain't got, getting... see, you know, simple watch. You don't even know what this watch is. <laughs> even though, you know, anyway. But, so... So managing the expectations and you know doing the simple things, or whatever. Um, I and I think the pandemic really opened everybody's eyes to realize, like, wait, like all the and buying things for no reason and things that don't make no sense.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
0: like because when push come to shove, and yeah, your belly empty and this and that and that. No,
1: and your or, lights off. And
0: your lights off. <laughs> You ain't got no food. You ain't got no water. You got to stay in that hotline or wherever, different place for the food so distribution. Exactly.
1: But you just been out on a date last week.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, you know, you have to really think in those terms because anything can happen at any time. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to regret anything, <laughs> any choices you made with your finances. Mm. Especially not right now. If things are still so up and down. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. We ain't really sure what's happening. So yeah. they're saying the time to be
0: gallivanting
1: (laughs) no it's not you have to be very careful
0: (laughs) yeah indeed indeed so what are some of the final words you want to leave us with some last tips any golden nuggets before we wrap up
1: sure um I would like to say Mm -hmm. it's never too um you're never too young to start learning about financial literacy of course um so that's the main thing that I want to tell persons and it's never too late to start mm. unless unless it's a situation where you are to the race to the finish like for example if you're retiring in a year or two and you never put nothing aside for the 40 years you were working From, then it's late no, yeah.
0: i would really <laughs> like to have a conversation one day about how many people don't really plan for their retirement and how they financially are a burden to their children right i don't think People are ready for that Because conversation. a lot of a
1: parents expect that my child is supposed to take care of me.
0: Yeah. And that's the wrong expectation because you took 40 years to build what you got. I barely f- fresh in the school. And I got to go through these trials, being a period of life where everything way more expensive. I trying to find myself individually, plus enjoy life, plus trying to build because now I can't use one income. I need to make two. So
1: and our generation yeah. is different. Mm-hmm. So we're focused on building. We're focused on investing. Yeah, and especially if we if if we don't have a family of our own. So yeah, you know it's our mindset uh, different from their mindset.
0: Yeah, but that even all that take money, and sometimes they don't see that because they like, well, you working, but it's like I ain't just trying to just work. I because they don't understand what
1: we're doing. They don't yeah. understand the value in it right now. Mm. You know. And so, so that's the main difference. And another thing, I would say is save, save as little as you can, but as often as you can as well. So mm-hmm. never feel discouraged because you're not able to save something that you seem that that's a huge number. If you put five dollars aside, that's something that you're saving. It doesn't have to be one hundred.
0: The thing about it is the Central Bank had or oh, get Money Smart had a chart where you could save a certain number a week and you could have a thousand dollars in a year.
1: Yeah yeah so, so they... like, you
0: know it's smart simple but if you realize people i look in this camera right here if you realize not to go to i don't know if i should plug them places near even though i cool <laughs> with some of the owners if you go to certain sad places on the weekend and you win $20 entrance fee and then you spend in the next $50 in drinks that's $70 right there you know what i could buy for $70 this mic and this cord and this stand right here. I talk on everything cool. $70 to get me one of these lights right here. $70 to get me the tripod. Can't get me the camera. I can't get me nothing the cameras. The cameras just be like a grand and yeah. thing. So but I get set like all of them seventy four four um weekends out of a month. $75 each weekend is how much? can <laughs> do <laughs> 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 That's $300. $300 to get you a little digital camera. Or if you save that $300 and then come again the next month, you have $600. You do it the next month, you have $900. $900 bought me my first camera. And then, you know, you're good to go. $900 get you a whole mixing boy, some recording equipment. Or you even if you went in the media, some other equipment to make another business or things mm-hmm. like Chef that. Chef knives. So but you. Yeah. I said. Uh, a sewing machine all kind of stuff
1: it's a lot of stuff you could do yeah
0: like you know so it's like if we understand how much we consume and just cut back and be a little bit more disciplined like you know sacrifice now nah, so you can live life later and then everything will be cool yeah yeah see mm-hmm. <laughs> she's just killing us with laughing but you, you're definitely right and I thank you so much for coming on the show Um, I know I was like I want to get a female's take on this subject matter versus what we had last year. And you were the perfect person. And I guess we get into our background story at another time.
1: <laughs> Not to know. which you are looking
0: at? No, you looking, looking at your...
1: It's a no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you for watching. Everything cool. Actually, you can find all of the information in the link below. And um, you can find her at the Financial Academy on, what do all platforms you on?
1: The Financial Academy on Facebook, uh-huh. the Financial Academy 242 on Instagram. Okay. And, of course, our website, um, which will be in the link below.
0: All right. All links below. Now, don't forget to send me your stuff. Because when I post, I always <laughs> say, oh, you forget? No, 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 no. I then tell you. Send me it. And if, if I forget to ask, I mean, I could always put it in later, but, you know it'll be in the link below yeah (laughs) but yeah until next time we can see y'all later yeah yeah see you